Welcome to a special edition of BuzzFeed's The Library with the star of all stars, one Madame Valentina. Hi, Valentina. Hi, how's it going? Am I live right now? You are live to the world, to the podcast, to tape, you know, as we do. (laughs) All right, here we are. Thank you so much for making the time. Congratulations on such a sublime season. I mean, serving looks, serving comedy, really just an incredible incredible run. And I mean, but before we get into all of that, Valentina, we were talking a little bit. Now we're connecting over the phone. Tell me where you are right now. Right now I am somewhere in Florida. Um, and I pulled over at a subway with Eureka O'Hara, Coco Montrese, and um, Bibi Zahara Benet. Oh we my are gosh. en route to Orlando, Florida. We're doing a tour queen for the cure so that's where i'm at right now and i'm sitting in the van while they're devouring a subway sandwich i love it the the glamour never stops valentina (laughs) of course well, Valentina, I want to dig into the season. You know, one of the things that was part of your narrative from the very beginning was this idea that you've only been doing drag for 10 months. And a lot of the other queens in the beginning sort of looked, you know, didn't want you on their team. They felt like you were inexperienced, but then you kept serving look after look and doing so well in all of the challenges. I mean, had it had it only really been 10 months that you'd been doing drag or 10 months since you were doing it professionally or something somewhere in between? Professionally, 10 months before going on the show, I had my debut. Mm -hmm. Um, Before then, I'd only been doing drag for fun and just to go out. And I was just doing drag, but I wasn't a drag queen. I feel like I'd been practicing drag and playing with it, but I wasn't yet a drag queen until I had my debut. Okay, gotcha. So, I mean, what was it about this competition that made you want to sign up and try to get on the show? Did you did, did you look at it as this will be like the fastest sort of education I can get? Or was it something that just felt like a fun opportunity? I felt it's part of my destiny. Um, mm. Ever since I was a little boy, I'd always dreamed of being a star. And I've always waited and wanted for the perfect opportunity to be discovered. And so when I found out that there was going to be auditions for season nine, I had a really big reflection on where I wanted my career to go. Mm-hmm. And I was working in high luxury retail and I wasn't really content with who I was becoming professionally. And I'd always told myself, cause I'd always started the performing arts that I've always wanted to live a career that was based off of my own creativity Mm -hmm. where I was artistic director of everything that I did. And I auditioned for the show and I made it. And I'm so happy to say that what I do is now based on my creativity and I am an artist and the artistic director and my own boss. So um, it's been such an honor to be a part of the show that has catapulted me to a platform where I can I can live my dream. Absolutely. Well, let's talk about that artistry, because I think one of the big takeaways from you this season was just the creativity involved in the looks you were serving on the runway. I mean, I was at a bar during the Madonna, the Night of a Thousand Madonna challenges when you came out. And that's and I mean, the screaming Valentina from people watching was uh, next level. I mean, what 
What was your favorite look that you got to serve this season on the show? Uh, I don't have a favorite. I have a, a big attachment to all my clothes and all my pieces because in every single thing that I wear, there's a vision. A lot of things are custom made to my body. Mm-hmm. So I have a very personal relationship with these 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 articles of clothing um, because I'm the person that designs them and shops for the materials. And so I have a really close bond to, to, to my clothes, but I, I love the Madonna runway challenge, not necessarily because of the look, but just because of the impact that it gives, you yeah. know, the shock value, which I found was very Madonna. My entrance look, I wanted to completely embody everything about Valentina in one outfit. Um, the bridal look that was inspired by my mother, I really love and adore. My um, faux fur runway is based off of my idol, Maria Felix, who's a Mexican icon. So there's there's just so many looks. I, I can't just name one. I can't. It's too hard. Don't totally make me feel it. I won't. I promise. Well, I want to ask you this, you know, because it seemed like fashion and aesthetic was something that you really triumphed at. What for you was the hardest part about being on RuPaul's Drag Race? The most difficult part was not having enough time to get ready. Uh And I talked to this about RuPaul. I said, Ru, there's just not enough time for me to get ready. Whatever will I do? (laughs) I don't like to rush. And, you know, You know, some people have challenges with with other things. But for me, my favorite part of drag is the process of getting ready. I really love that kind of ritual that I have of just like indulging in the glamour and transforming. And that's something that there wasn't any time for on the show. Because it's a race. It's RuPaul's drag race. (laughs) But that said, you know, those runway prep times really afforded you and your other Queens this season, some beautiful bonding opportunities and the opportunities to share some really personal stories. I mean, how glad are you that this season in particular is offering a platform for these conversations that, you know, you all got to have this year about our community and about ourselves and about how we can improve and how we need to stand together and be strong? Well, I I feel I feel great. I feel happy. I mean, there's been a lot of criticism that this season is very kumbaya and right. they want to see a little bit more um, umph, you know? Uh-huh. But I really do think be- but because we're going so mainstream that it's, it's, it's a great platform to be able to talk about the issues within the LGBTQ community, like, like when I spoke of the eating disorder, mm-hmm. like when Peppermint is openly entering the competition as a trans woman. You know, these conversations are very important and need need to happen if anything i just felt like this season the 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 episodes were a bit short and i felt like if they were maybe 10 or 15 minutes longer we could really give the full experience of of um what it was like to film and all the stories and all the drama and and all the humor you know um but i think it's very important that we were able to share our stories and such amazing topics so that we can reach out to people and and let them know that they're not alone. I completely agree with you. And I'm curious, you know, because one of the things 
no one really understands until they go on reality television is how things are condensed and put together and packaged and edited. And I'm curious what you thought about the version of Valentina the world saw. Do you feel like the person on the show is an accurate representation of Valentina, the real human being? Well, Valentina is not a real human being. Valentina is a goddess. <laughs> Fair. Valentina is um, a persona that I created. Injected in her is 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 my, are my fantasies and 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 all my creativity. So there's there's half and half that's genuinely me. And then there's another half that's very Miss Venezuela that's always wanting to win the pageant. So I turn on when I'm Valentina. She's definitely the most powerful version of myself. Well, I think it was incredible to watch her really, you know, slay in these nine weeks that we got with you and with Valentina. And I'm curious, I mean, I want to talk about your mindset going into what ended up being your last episode on the show. Uh, When you were paired with Nina Bonina, you know, it seemed like you two just got sort of stuck together. How did you feel about that pairing and going into the television show that the two of you created? Uh, Well, in the moment when I got, I mean, paired with Nina Bonina, there was no other option. Nina Bonina, we didn't even select one another. We just ended up having to be together. It's this, the, the same energy that I felt the entire show is that I didn't get to really have a close bond with the girls during the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was kind to everyone because I had such a level of focus. And right. so when I ended up being with Nina Bonina, I had a, a one moment of like, wait, no one is selecting me. Um, but then when I ended up being with Nina, I was totally fine because I know a lot of the girls had a difficult time with Nina on set. So when I was with her, I kind of saw it as destiny because I always had the patience with Nina and I always enjoyed having alone time with Nina. Um, And so when I was paired with her, I thought we're two very charismatic queens that RuPaul really loves and enjoys. So this could be really, really great. Yeah, and focus, I think, is such a great word for you this season because you really seemed laser focused on winning and I'm curious given your professionalism and how prepared you always were what led the two of you to not have a finished script coming into the taping was it another instance where just there was not enough time there wasn't enough time and then I also feel like me and and Nina were not really um, savvy about sitcoms or how to create a Uh sitcom. We don't have an iPhone or an iPad or a laptop to reference anything. We're under a lot of pressure in a short amount of time and we have to improvise and become writers and directors and, and all that stuff. And we were really just doing the very best that we could. Um, I just don't know if that was a challenge that we were were able to excel in. And Mm -hmm. what we did do was try our very best. After the critique on the runway, every, all the queens go backstage, which we as viewers get to see in Untucked, which, you know, airs online. And I want to ask you, you know, when I was watching this week's Untucked, it, y- there was a different energy about you in the room while you were waiting for the judges to sort of deliberate. I mean, what was going through your mind during the filming of Untucked? During the filming of Untucked, I remember... 
not being able to speak or talk because I was already shut down and in a state of shock. Mm -hmm. There was a dark cloud that overcame my entire being and I was no longer feeling or thinking. It it just, I just went blank. I I mean, still to this day, there's not much I remember. Yeah. You know, it was interesting because when I was watching you talk to the other girls and during that episode, it felt like you were almost resigned to a fate that you were going home, which as a viewer felt, you know, incredibly avoidable. I mean, was it just like a shock from not doing well in in that particular challenge? I had some hope that when Nina and Nina and I were to see our, the, is it a trailer? I had some hope because we had a really great time on set. Everybody on set was laughing. We were having a great time. We have so much charisma and everybody in there was laughing. So at that point, Nina and I had some hope and some confidence in thinking, oh, we can, we can really, we can really do this and make sure that we are entertaining. But um, once we saw that trailer, I then realized in comparison to the other ones, how, how much um, it was comical, but how much we did not achieve what was asked of us. Right. So in that instance, I'd never been in the bottom and I'd never been caught slipping. Somehow I, in that moment, I lost control. Yeah. So I have to give you credit then because I feel like, you know, attempting to leave the mask on was a very clever move on your part. Was that sort of how you were like, well, maybe I can get around this by leaving this on and just delivering like an amazing physical performance? I'm not going to agree to that. I'm not going to deny it. All I can say, I was in a state of shock. I wasn't even thinking. I don't remember. So I can't really say what I was feeling because I didn't feel. Yeah, and I, and then I feel like if you you know the situation gets compounded when Rue stops the music and you have that conversation. I mean, obviously in the moment you didn't remember it. Did you watch the episode or have you seen the episode as it's aired? Yes, I I um I actually bravely sat through a viewing party um in in LA at a nightclub mm-hmm. called Mickey's. Oh sure, and it was a it was like the life and birth and rebirth of Valentina because I was celebrating my birthday. I was with family and friends and my loving, adoring fans of LA that have been there for me since the start. And I sat through my elimination um, along with my community of friends right behind me to hug me, watch me get eliminated. And I went backstage, I changed my outfit and I came out and I performed. Was it hard to watch? Oh, it was extremely hard to watch. Very hard. Yeah. I mean, on some level, it must have almost felt like you were watching a different person if you were so, like, you know, separated from it in the actual experience of living that. Well, it was just very difficult. I, it was um, something that I've gone blank about. And yeah. I was anticipating to see myself lose control, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, be extremely raw. But, you know, I'm actually very content with how my narrative has played out for me, you know, things have shifted and changed and I might've had, um, an ending that was not the ideal one because my plan was to win, but I do have the kind of ending that would allow for me to always be remembered. It was a very dramatic exit and it's something that I am learning from 
and it gives me a challenge to improve even more. And I have a lot to prove about the kind of performer I am and my lip syncs. And I can totally live with my elimination and grow from it. So I really think that it is not an example of who I am. I think it's actually the example of the human experience of that one moment in your life where you really just, pardon my French, where you just fuck up, Mm -hmm. you know? Everybody's had that one moment. Oh, I mean, at least one moment. I feel like I do it at least once a week. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, but what you're saying, you know, gives me hope because I feel like this means an all-stars season could be in your future, Valentina. Would you be open to that? I would definitely be open to that. Yes, of course. I love the show. Well, and we love watching you on it. So I want to ask you this lastly, um, Valentina. You know, as you were saying, the show has been such an amazing learning experience and growing experience. And you've really, you know, transformed as uh, as a human and as a performer. So I want to ask, I mean, what did you learn about yourself as a drag queen through the experience of being on RuPaul's Drag Race? Um, I've learned to embrace the power within me to really believe in my dreams and goals. It's uh, being on this show and living this experience has really helped me find my purpose on this earth to really that I came here to make a difference and that I have a vision and that being a drag queen is perfect for me. I wouldn't want to be anything other than a drag queen right now. And I have hope to live a really long career through this, this platform catapulting me into being discovered by a, a, a large group of adoring fans. And um, what's to come of me is I really do hope that somehow I can become the face of drag in all of Latin America. Amazing. I think that's an incredible and attainable goal from having watched you on this show, Valentina. Thank you. Well, well, listen, I have to say in closing, you know, you're perfect. You're beautiful. You look like Linda Evangelista. You're a model. <laughs> and I'm sure you're hearing that at least 16 times a week now. Oh, definitely. At the meet and greet, I hear it and I hear it and I hear it. Props to Aja for (laughs) really helping create one of the most iconic moments of Untucked this season. Absolutely. And you were right there with her. So, Valentina, thank you so much for sharing your journey with us on this show. Thank you so much for making the time to stop by BuzzFeed's The Library. And listen, Godspeed in that van. I wish you nothing but luck traveling across the country with those girls. And frankly, you should be filming it for a, a television series because I would watch all of you in a van going from show to show. Oh, you're so sweet. It's not, it's not glamorous enough for me to expose. <laughs> I would definitely love to continue to be in television. That's well, for sure. Well, we will all be tuning in, Valentino, no matter what it is. Thank you so much and have a wonderful day. Thank you, BuzzFeed. Love you guys. Thank you so much for listening to this special episode of BuzzFeed's The Library. Don't forget to check out a brand new episode this Saturday, dropping wherever you find your podcasts. Uh, Please rate, review, subscribe. We love hearing your feedback. And with that, the library is closed.